What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 174, today with my guest Doc Pine and the respect he deserves. They are a Maryland-based band with a new album out called Welcome to the Victory Lounge. Um, I first met Doc some time ago uh, when we played a show together at the Metropolitan in Annapolis. Uh, he seemed like a fairly unique character, and uh, I definitely wanted to get him on the show. Um, in our conversation, we talked about all things songwriting, gigging, AI, parenting, and uh, balancing work and creativity in general. So uh, I featured two of his songs on this episode. One is a Christmas tune called Every Day is Christmas at Oldie's Packaged Goods and Tavern. And the other is my favorite called The Drugs Ain't Helping. So um, if you like Doc's stuff, definitely check him out uh, wherever you stream or listen to music. And um, as always, um, thanks for listening and thanks for supporting local music in general. Hopefully you have a good uh, holiday weekend here coming up. And uh, get everything that you want for uh, Christmas. And uh, more importantly, hopefully you're staying uh, sane and uh, staying positive as best you can. Um, Feel free to subscribe or follow the podcast uh, wherever you may be listening from. Uh, We're also on Facebook and Instagram. And then uh, in personal news and notes, uh, tonight I'm headed up north to uh, Bog Turtle Brewing. So if you're in the neighborhood, I think I'm playing acoustic or acoustic duo, possibly my good buddy Will. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out. I believe that's like 6 to 9, something like that. And then uh, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is up and running. If you're looking for any video content, whether it be a uh, live footage of your gig or a music video, you can hook it up. Uh, the merch store is up and running on Shopify. If you're looking for any Part-Time Rockstar gear. And then uh, Truly Strings sponsor of this show is the uh, best guitar shop uh, in town. Steven is a luthier who runs it, does a great job. And uh, yeah, without uh, too much further ado, we'll get to the interview. The song that you're about to hear is called Every Day is Christmas at Oldie's Packaged Goods and Tavern. Follow Doc Pine and the respect he deserves on Spotify and all that stuff. And uh, yeah. Have a great holiday weekend. When you get to feeling cold inside, there's only one place left to go. You want some Christmas? Pull up a chair. Take a look around, it's everywhere Strap on some holly, let down your hair Throw away your Christmas list We got everything you'll ever need Cause everything is Christmas If the Christmas lights stay up In a ballroom with no windows, you'll find cheer in every cup. Make your New Year's resolutions between closing time and twelve. A blessed are the ones that save themselves. 
it on my end. I think I'm recording and all that. So, awesome. uh, yeah, I think we're good to go. Cool. But yeah, I don't know if uh, if you remember me. Uh, I think I met you like at least I don't know a few years ago, maybe more. I think we played a show together at, yeah. at the, the Metro, and I think I I talked to you then. Yeah, man, that was a fun a fun time. Yeah, it's just been it's been madness because I had a you know twins as a as a whole a whole thing, oh. you know. So nice. There's Congrats. there's always been some kind of there's always some looming madness i feel like uh recently with um with pre-k it's like the last three months it's just been endless i'll just go to school and come back with yeah. some kind of sick for the last like three months <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, i guess they're a little bit older than the phase where they're eating everything and putting everything in their mouth right right yeah we went through that phase so yeah. that was fun too <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's cool uh did you cut your hair since the last time I saw you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I change it up from time to time. I'll like get a, yeah. a haircut once a year and then and then grow it long and then cut it again, you know? Yeah, I vaguely remember. I feel like you had long hair, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Probably. I probably did. Yeah. Uh, this isn't video recorded. It's just audio. So you don't have to cool. worry about that anyway, if I didn't say that before. Right on. Um, I think, yeah, when we played that show... In Annapolis, I might have been doing a podcast. I might not have. Um, this is about that age, probably like a few years, mm-hmm. a couple years, something like that. Yep. But um, I just remember from talking to you, I felt like you'd be kind of fun to get on here and just talk about whatever. Absolutely, um, man. I uh, I kind of started it around that time period, obviously, to just kind of help out my friends' bands and, and whatnot. And it's... Uh, been a fun little project to keep going. I'm sure, man. Yeah, it's a, uh, um, it's good stuff. So, uh, so what's been new with you? Uh, still playing music, still playing uh, the originals, still playing the cover shows too. You know, some of the bar gigs and and all that. I'm sure you're kind of familiar with all that, how that goes. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I'm just trying to branch out more. I finally have a band now where I feel like we can kind of go out on the road a little bit and uh, not kind of be stuck in town so much. So mm-hmm. that's been kind of fun. So I don't know, just kind of whatever this is, whatever you want to call it, playing music thing is. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, quote, trying to get famous or anything like that, but just trying to, you know, write the best songs I can and have fun with it. Yeah, I mean, um, I think, you know, music, doing the, the music things, a lot of things for, for a lot of different people, and, and uh, you can definitely have, I won't say like the wrong motivations, but motivations that are like yeah. corrosive to the, to the soul over a long enough period of time, um, right. but... Uh, yeah, it's um, it's been it's been interesting. I've been doing a lot of um, playing a lot of weddings to uh, yeah, be able to buy the kids tuna fish and what and what have you. Um, yeah, they pay so pretty good. They pay good, yeah. And and the cool thing is, you get to play with a lot of you know um, the network, the organization I uh, 
do things with you they, they're always shifting the band around so you meet a lot of people and you get to play with a lot of different different yeah. folks which is i'm assuming it's a uh, bachelor boys or something like that mm-hmm. yeah yep. and i can bleep that out later if if you just didn't want to be mentioned about that but oh no um, i don't i don't care yeah i mean i uh i have some friends who yeah, play with them yeah it's that that's a uh, the actual like you know meeting all the different musicians and playing with them is is great you know um weddings in dc are not great every every now and again you yeah. get one of those i i i loathe like driving into that city yeah it is rough just, just everything about that city i'm not i'm not a huge fan of <laughs> not cheap either so not cheap no it's yeah i know i know some cool folks that live there but but that's about it you know yeah my main friend who does it is uh daniel roberts i don't know if you've met or played with him yet mm-hmm. but, oh that's awesome so yeah, we know. got on. Um, yeah, I think we had like uh, one one of those random gigs together. Because normally, if you're doing like a like a male lead thing, you won't yeah. come across the male leads or just like you know, you only need one bass player on a gig. So right. the bass players aren't on the yeah. same gigs together. Every now and again, you'll get one where they want like multiple male singers or multiple female singers, and so the 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 paths cross and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, he's one of my longtime buddies. He's actually the first first uh, test subject I had on this podcast episode. Oh, one. right. On. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I needed somebody. I was like, hey, let me try this thing out. See if this works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's cool. I uh, I think I'd, I did audition for them at one point just for fun. Um, mm. I don't even know if I... I don't. I definitely don't think I was accepted, but I don't know if I could have taken it anyway, because it's one of those things where I book a lot, kind of on my own, and I know that their schedules. I guess it's up to you to how many gigs you want to take. But, yeah, I mean, you, um, can, you can certainly turn down gigs. It, it becomes increasingly hard because the yeah. money is good, yeah. and but there's there's a a price you pay. You know, like if you're just booking up yeah. every Saturday of of your year. Right, you're gonna miss out on like some festivals, some cool events, and and that's certainly the case with me. And then there's the added weirdness of of uh, you know normal people do things on the weekends, right? Right, and that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, working always. So I don't know why, but you know, um, can, I've done it for like years now, and I still have to explain to you know family and, and friends. It's like yeah. I, it's a Saturday. Like the answer is always no. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't go out. You know, do this thing. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't realize you were quite as uh, full time into it, um, but it makes sense. Um, I'm also accustomed to a strange, strange schedule, in at least in the last decade because I've been working for like the fire department. Um, oh, although cool. I, I quit recently. I retired myself. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, was there um, a specific reason why you're just like, yeah, kind of done with this? Oh yeah, long, long conversation about that. But uh, suffice to say, the hours and sleep deprivation—I don't know—it pretty yeah. much grinded me down to very, very little. Uh, I would say. Yeah. So, um, plus they had like you know in the fire department, it's like paramilitary. So once you're in there, you ain't getting ain't leaving unless they say so and so right. it's like 
hey, by the way, I know you just worked 24 hours and you're up all night, but uh, you're on the hook, buddy, for another 12 or whatever it is. And you're just like, the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, yeah. This is no, not what we that's... agreed to. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I know about uh, intense sleep deprivation just from, you know, screaming toddlers and the like, but. Um... Yeah, that'll do it, too. Oh my god, it's 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 rough. I mean, it's great, but not yeah. the sleep, you know. <laughs> yeah. So those are the main things. I mean, I still like trying to find, uh, you know, altruistic things to do. Um, but that, I think that season of my existence has sort of passed me by a little. I, you never know. I may weasel my way back into the medical field in some way, shape, or form here. Sure. But for now... I'm uh, gonna call that a, a day. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. That's kind of my stuff. I figure we w- kind of want to talk more about your stuff, though. Probably that's yeah. theoretically well, so, the point of this episode. <laughs> so I guess you know um, what I've been doing. Because um, I just turned, I'll be turning forty-one in January, oh. right? So I've got you know twin toddlers. Um, and um you know 14 year old um and uh you know it's tricky you know like i do yeah. the weddings and to do original music which i still very much want to do like um it's tricky to to make to make sure that you know to to get everyone in the same spot and and oh yeah and how do you, for sure so what we've been doing recently is uh uh, the band, um, which is uh, Doc Pine and the respect he deserves, right? Uh, we've been getting together yeah. once a month and we've been like rehearsing and learning one of my songs and then recording it with a um, the camera around um, yeah. and uh, just releasing. Well, we're we just started releasing them this this December is when yeah. uh, so we released two Christmas songs um, and. Uh, and yeah, that's that's been pretty cool, you know, because um, I'm definitely more into the um, the writing and the recording aspect of of music in terms of, of live performance. Whether or not I'm I'm playing my songs or or Sweet Caroline in my way to an early grave, it's all really the same to me. Yeah. I don't care um, too too much. I theoretically be amazing to, to play some huge venue and, and have people recognize your lyrics and all that kind of stuff. But I don't, I don't need that. I, I I'm, I'm happy just, um, uh, being able to put out the tunes. Right. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, I mean, kind of what the point of this thing too is to kind of pick your brain on either the creative process or just like the general philosophical, you know, impetus for wanting to do it at all. So I figure we'll kind of just break it down. I mean, um, Mm-hmm. I was lis- I was listening to your latest stuff. Um, I don't know how far back your discography actually goes. Uh, I didn't get that far into the weeds, but sure. at least on uh, Spotify, you got the uh, the album out, and I think that's the only one, right? I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have uh, some other bands that that have put things out, um, and then I'm always writing stuff, you know, but. Um, yeah, because like yep. I can't, I can't remember at the time that we played 
that show together uh, if you were playing this material or if this is new and you had something before Oof. well we're we're probably playing some of the stuff off the album that, that that's on spotify i would imagine i think it was yeah. back in like or something yeah um maybe um, i think we're talking like bc here you know before yeah yeah the before times yeah. it would, it would so. almost have to be yeah it would have to be because when COVID hit we just yeah we stayed in um you know we um i just uh new babies and all that kind of stuff we weren't messing with uh you know whatever that yeah. new the newness of that you know um but so, yeah, yeah you know you... i oh good oh no what were you gonna say i was just saying so I mean, your project was probably pretty new then at that point, and you were probably like building up these songs that are now out, I would think. Yeah, I the initial writing, like before we get into like yeah, it with the band and all that kind of stuff. A lot of the songs, um, like quite a few of them, were written every every February. They have this thing called a February album writing month, right? And and the goal mm-hmm. is to try it's something like. 14 songs in 28 days which i never do but i attempt to do it and i lost up with like one or two like decent ones you know in the attempt um so that that's been good that that lent itself to uh to a couple of the ones off that album and uh yeah i i uh i don't know i think um for me i uh like i said i'm definitely more of um I would be happy, like if a magic, you know, musical genie popped up and said, like, "All right, well, you know, you can have any kind of musical wish that you want, like within reason." Yeah. Totally, happy in one of those, um, you know, writing songs that like someone else is out performing and stuff, and can kind of mail me a check. That'd be fine, <laughs> so long as I yeah. actually do the writing portion of it, you know. Yeah. So you're uh, more of a writer probably is what you're saying then uh well everybody has their specialty right or everybody has their like neck i think um i i would love to i'd love to to have a certain part of my like yearly income yeah come from the writing side as opposed to the performance side i like performing fine but like i said i don't really have um i think if you work on music long enough and uh, you know hopefully some bits of your your ego get dissolved along the way so you're not gonna end up being like a raging douche along the way and so like for me i I don't much care um whether i'm out performing my songs or someone else's songs like performance is a whole thing yeah and writing and recording is a whole thing um and uh even though i make all my money right now doing performance via weddings and stuff you know um i'd be fine you know be nice to even a song I don't I don't necessarily love, but like one of those, you know, having a having a first dance song that that uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. But these these are the these are where my daydreams go. I mean, more often than not, I'm I'm the songs I write are not like the kind of thing that you know, um, a father and daughter are gonna dance to to a wedding. It's like <laughs> robot child dysfunction, like that kind of stuff. It's not, yeah. um, it's not exactly the most uh. You know, it's all not always in, intensely marketable. Well, yeah, 
And that's exactly why I wanted you to be a guest on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have something interesting to talk about instead yeah. of uh, whatever it is people normally write about to try to be, I don't know, successful or something. But I, uh, Yes. I guess that's the thing. Like, I, I'm all about the attempt that anyone would have to, like, yeah, you know, make a buck, be successful. To me, that's just, like, a creative prompt. Um, right. Fine with that because... To me, um, you know what? Whether you're graced with inspiration, so inspiration, like you'll get that, and you, you know, that's fine. But you don't wait around for that. In my opinion, you go and you try and and write some things, right? Yeah. So if someone needs something, whether it's for a movie or a McDonald's ad, or you know, you're trying to like engineer a song that would be good for this occasion, I'm all about that. I, there's room for creativity there. More often than not, though, um, I'm not writing those kind of songs. I'm writing, you know, weird songs about, like, you know, drinking yourself to death or godlessness or, like, all of the crazy, like, existential issues that that, that you'd have. Because I'm, you know, it's where my brain goes and I'm interested in that kind of stuff. So if I'm left to my own devices, um, probably I'll, you know, write something weird like that. Yeah. But, um you know, even even these Christmas songs, like I, I, I love Christmas songs. I think they're an amazing way to hone your skills every year. You know, there, there's this fine line you've got to walk between, you know, writing something that has a bit of, you know, maybe nostalgia or like something that, that, that hits all the right notes that isn't terrible or cliched. It's yeah. very hard not to cliche in a Christmas song, right? Um, yeah. Because it's sure. it, it, it's a paint by numbers kind of thing. Um, it's only so one much of the work material to work with there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a somewhat limited palette, right? And you know, um, it was Justin Bieber had a terrible Christmas song. I'm not even trying to knock Justin Bieber, but his Christmas song was one of the worst pieces of shit Christmas songs I've ever heard in my life. It was terrible. Um, well, I'll, I'll text know. you my favorite one. It's by my yeah. uh, one of my favorite. Uh, living bands right now i think they did a, um, a good job on it a couple years ago r.i.p santa <laughs> yeah it's nice it's funny i'll give it i'll give it a listen um but yeah you know i i uh so yeah like i was saying even with christmas songs those those are great but again i try to write one or two like every year and inevitably like now i have this huge collection of like super depressing Christmas songs that are not, you know, I don't know yeah. if there's a market for that at all because, I think you know, so. that's not what you'd want for the holiday. And, and I don't set out to necessarily write the most depressing yeah. Christmas songs that I can think of, but I mean, they come, I think 2 has a good one. Yeah. What, what's theirs? Isn't it just like happy holidays, you bastards? Oh, that's, that's good. Like <laughs> I won't be home for Christmas. That sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a sentiment we can relate to, right? Yeah, that was a classic. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it can work, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably a market for just about anything. But yeah, finding true. finding markets, it's tricky, you know? Yeah, so. getting your stuff out there is, is tricky. Yeah, it's... Um, I think everyone working on music, it's sort of like you're... Pilgrims to an unholy land. You know, you'll have people that, that 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 talk to you about uh 
oh, you need to do more of this and more of that. But if, if there was a clear path forward and it was easy, you know, everyone, everyone would be do it. Yeah. Right. So you're just kind of fumbling around in the dark, hoping that, you know, some, someone hears whatever message you're throwing out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's an element of luck and, and all those things and hard work, but I always kind of uh, believe in a transcendent song, like a truly great song. That's like undeniable. I, yeah. I think that, that the focus, focusing on, on the song itself is the key to salvation musically. I think that people who are looking to be quote unquote successful more often than not, they're miserable because they don't, they're not introspective enough and they don't, they haven't set their goals. They don't really know what that means. You know, like, um, what is that? What does that look like? I mean, and, and they haven't set their goals. You know, if, if you were, would you be happy being like, um, you know, uh, a guy that no one, you know, do you have to be like a, a huge, deal celebrity where, where everyone's just worshiping you and tattooing your your lyrics to their body and stuff or is it enough to to be able to make a certain amount a year and and, and continue to do it do you have to i don't know i i think that that happiness within the field is just you know minor goal setting as opposed to super ambiguous like yeah you know dreams of success that, that aren't clearly defined you know you have to believe in happiness too in the first place to even right. yeah. <laughs> think that that's yeah. possible. So, right. Yeah. I mean, for me, I just like, I really like the writing process and like, as long as I feel like I'm doing something that I, uh, is building on what I did before in a new way, or just like I'm covering new ground or becoming better at it and whatever that means, you know, to me, um, then it's exciting, you know, no matter yeah. what. And of course I'm just, trying to ultimately chase that that good song you know what i mean like a song that's sort of just undeniable you know i I do kind of believe that there are almost objectively good songs don't know how to describe them necessarily but they're just you're kind of like even if even if this isn't my cup of tea per se it's still a damn good song and i understand why it you know did what it did or got out there and got out you know attention you know what i mean like it's important to keep yourself inspired too because you know there's if you're anything like me i mean it's it 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 can be tricky some some days you know you have to really like sniff out the stuff that gives you that like oh yeah right like yeah songs and music and this is where it's at you don't want to just listen to the same things over and over again but um you know uh it's good to find to stumble upon that stuff where like you know you've you're hearing something for the first time and it's like, you know, such a well-crafted song that it's like that yeah. kind of jolt and shot in the arm where you're like, I just want to sit at home and write like 15 now just from, from hearing this. And yeah, I think that there's something to be said about like a, a song that, that, that is designed to, you know, stand yeah. the test of time to, to an extent, you know? Yeah. I mean, also don't know if they are designed. I'm not trying to like, pick your words apart here or anything like that. I just, I've, you know what I mean? Like it, it's like, who knows? Maybe it was a little bit of luck or something. Like don't exactly know what created to, to make sense of any of, of, you know, I'm, I'm sure any art form, but, but you know, song crafting in general, like I, I, these are totally arbitrary things to consider on, on, on a sort of 
yeah like polar ends but i think of like craft and art right you know right. um so you can hear a song that's like really really and and more often than not what you've got is is a mix of the two like the people who are are putting things together maybe it's uh i mean yeah sometimes words just bleed out of a person sometimes right. a person just kind of hones something until it's perfect but it's typically a mix of the two elements to really like maximize yeah whatever it is and whether whether it comes from one end first it doesn't doesn't much matter as long as the end result punches you in the gut where it needs to right. you know um but yeah in terms of, of sometimes sometimes i think you just get you know a bolt of lightning to the head and and yeah. you have a song that came out of you know the ether but um with a lot of people i think uh that there's a degree of design to to making sure that you oh, know yeah. you can stand up. you can even learn it you look Study at like it. someone like towns van zandt right who like i think he said once in some kind of radio interview that like you know he sort of knew he wasn't going to like live for a long time but the songs would would live past him like they were kind of designed yeah. that way like you know um and that was clearly a guy that was you know bleeding a lot out you know just feeling a tremendous amount and mm-hmm. but uh you know still polish it a bit make it oh yeah make it needs oh, to. there are undeniable tricks of the trade and whatever it may be whether it's the recording process the chord changes i mean pick something but i mean you know. i say i don't want to give you the impression that there's nothing worse right than like the kind of really aggravating cheap tricks that come out of like you know sort of like modern pop country radio yeah. you know where cool and now we're gonna drop this instrument and uh this verse will be half the length and it's all so formulaic that like there's just no soul to it whatsoever it's all craft it's yeah. all fine to to make a buck like i hate that kind of stuff you know but i'm 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 more couched in in you know the weird and the the more artistic into things anyway so considering craft in general is a good spot for my brain to go to so that i you know i'm not just rambling on like a like a lunatic <laughs> although maybe yeah, that's I mean, good. yeah i mean it might it might not be i don't know yeah um i was also gonna send you one more song that i think you might like or might be up up your alley i'll uh whether it's relevant to this conversation or not, but it's called mm-hmm. uh, I Love the Unknown by some random guy named Clem Snide. And uh, oh. when you get a chance, maybe you can check it out. Um, it just came on my Spotify one day, and I was like, wow, this is an amazing song. But I only send it to certain people, you know what I mean, who would like yeah, kind of be interested in this sort of stuff. Yeah. So, I figured we'd talk about your writing. Um, easiest way for me to do that probably is just give you a quick anecdote, I guess, on my own, which is like, yeah, I, th- I think I'm kind of definitely, yeah, it's not, there's no kind of, I'm definitely more of like a lyrics oriented person first. Yeah. Me, and then, me too. and that kind of like drives the, the inspiration for the song and it's all built usually around that. It's kind of rare that I would like come up with a riff or a chord change and then try to build a song around that. So I was just curious if that's. Like you're saying, maybe you're similar, and but then it's sort of that. the way I think of um, 
a song, um, I, I like to think of it as, as like three primal elements, right? You've got lyrics, you've got yeah. music, uh, I tie in rhythm and all that kind of stuff into there, and you have a melody. I get the melody is technically music, but um, I separate them into these three because as an initial point of inspiration, like right. uh, you can have any one of those three things pop up first. You can have like a chord progression or a riff yeah. or like a rhythm. A melody could come into your head, right? And you could have to like yeah. find the chord. That, um, and you can have lyrics first as well. And sometimes all of them come at once. Sometimes you get two at a time. So I've had songs that have come from all like the various different yeah. primal. Um, recently, it's been lyrics first only because it's something I can do from bed or like <laughs> holding a, you know, like I can, I can write lyrics on my phone yeah. and I've gotten at being able to, to figure out rhythmically how the lyrics should work so that I'm not running into too many problems when I try to set it to music. Um, mm -hmm. Each of the different corners of the triangle there, like they have their own difficulties. So like you can have a really yeah. great melody and then you have to find not only the chords that, that that's not too bad for me, but, but the lyrics that, that would, that feel like they would naturally go with that melody. Yeah. That can be a bitch to figure out, you know, yeah. when you've got that melody perfect and you really want to, or if someone else sends you a melody, like if you're co-writing and you yeah. don't have the creative license, um, to alter yeah. that, that I melody. Like, I think that's a much harder way to, to do it, but I know some people are, have kind of a knack for it. Yeah. It's, I think that's uh, the most challenging. Um, but yeah, recently I've, I've, I've been, well, I'm a lyrics oriented person. Like that's the stuff that excites me the most. Um, yeah, I also agree with that. I, um, and yeah, so recently it, it, I have a lot of songs that have just lyrics and I haven't bothered setting the music yet, you know, mm -hmm. but I've, I've had all the other, um, things where I've got like music where it's like, man, I really need to, like, I like how that, yeah. that vibe and, and I've, I've had melodies that popped into my head. Um, those are great when you get those, you know, if you have like some kind of catchy little melody that's in your head. I think yesterday was written that way, right? Like Paul McCartney was had a sort of melody yeah. and he was just scrambled eggs for a while until I figured out what he wanted to write about. I actually have a conspiracy theory on the Beatles, but we can get to that at some point if you want. <laughs> yeah. I think that they uh, probably had access to the first generation AI songwriting. Ooh, yeah. Well, it's funny. The AI stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm really depressed, but I'm not depressed for a lot of the reasons that I think some of the other artists are like, yeah. I get turns, but I'm, I'm actually just really increasingly depressed at like how boring the conversation around AI has been with like artists, like the people yeah. that you hope have the most imagination and insight. Mm -hmm. It's just been horrifically boring to hear like <laughs> dumb, boring take after dumb, boring take, you know, yeah. uh, an example of this is like, you know, conversations, for instance, about like ignoring the theft aspect. Like, I get that. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But but just talk about the actual, what will AI be able to do, right? Mm. Get people that just sidestep the conversation by saying, well, you know, AI is always going to be this or that. And it's all based off algorithms. It's like, yeah, human creativity is based off algorithms, too. We can, we're, we're extrapolating into the future, right? In in yeah. Like, what will AI be able to do in 50 years? And more than that, it's not just art. Like, what 
So like what, uh, how, how do we approach AI that's self-aware and sentient, right? Yeah. Does the art more relevant if AI is like sentient when it's making it, right? When, when the algorithms are less like, yeah. When they framing their own algorithms to express something that they're actually feeling, does that become yeah. relevant? Does a work of art, how reliant is it on, on who made it? Like, again, ignoring the theft thing for a minute, because that that's an obvious yeah. like sidestep to the conversation. Let's assume for a minute that there was no theft involved and like, you know, um, a program was able to like have drop. Soul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, this is a more interesting, you know, uh, problem than, than, then I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some people like try to wrap their heads around. I mean, how important is it to a work of art? Like who created it on the one end, you've got things like the Cosby show that you, you'll never be able to watch the Cosby show again in the same way. Right. But you yeah, also have the, huh? <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Right. Like the, the, who Bill Cosby was affects the art in a drastic way. Right. Yeah. But then you also have the idea of like, can a song, is a song just a song like good intrinsically, you know, or, or is it reliant on, on, on who made it, you know, like, yeah, that I think it's easier for music and stuff to be transcendent of the person who made it. Right. You know, um, but it's tricky, right? The, the, yeah. This, and I think that the AI stuff is, it, there's, there's a, there's some hypotheticals that you can, you know, talk about with that stuff that yeah, I, mean, I don't mean to a... talk out with it, but it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing all sorts of people suddenly talking about AI and you know, again, I'm not talking about the, the theft aspect because that is a, a, a conversation that has to get worked out in the public yeah. forum. Like, but, but the more philosophical stuff, you know, like that. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know if you've tried writing at all about it. I tried to tackle the subject uh, in one song that I did, and mm -hmm. it's just kind of inspired by a book by uh, Yuval Harari, Harari, I think is how you say it. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. He just wrote a book on his thoughts on AI and, and all that and where it's headed. So I was like, I feel like there just needs to be at least some kind of songs and stuff coming up about well, it. First of all, I think AI is – like I think about it all the time, but I think about it um, – I, I think that you're that, that people you're probably a boring person if you're not thinking about one of these three things or all of these three things um, robots in terms of artificial intelligence yeah. alien God or all of the above I'm not saying that, that the God exists or doesn't but it's something to think about because what we're talking about is the same thing it's a higher intelligence we're mm -hmm. trying to extract what the possibilities are beyond yeah. humanity all of these three things tackle this this idea in some fashion so in terms of artificial intelligence i was i did have one song that that, that um i kind of played with uh for a band i was in um, voodoo pharmacology and the song was called built to last and the mm -hmm. idea of it, like a preacher and he was giving a sermon now really how this would play out okay is a sermon uh, you know if you had the ability for instance to upload your consciousness into some sort of new body or into like the ether and and and, and effectively be immortal yeah. Your average creature would be like, no, this is not the way and you should die, right? But I thought, what if what if it was the opposite, right? 
so this preacher is like kind of giving this sermon where he's saying, Hey, everything's great. Now we're going to, we can, we have a new God and we can, we can live forever now. So brothers and sisters join up, you know, that kind of thing. That was sort of the idea. Um, yeah, I think about, I think you have to think about that, that kind of stuff, you know? And, and yeah, I don't know why uh, it's not a more popular actual subject. seems like artificial intelligence, especially. Okay. Because I brought up three things, right? Yeah. The God conversations don't go too far um, because they typically get boggled down by like, um, you know, technicalities within like certain kinds of religions. Um, if you're lucky, you might get into an interesting cult conversation that, that <laughs> is more about behavior, but they, you don't typically get a, a great one there. So it's like, all right, well, let's put that aside for a minute. Um, aliens. Yeah. You don't get a great conversations about aliens either because half the time you're just trying to establish whether or not people like think they exist or people think they've been here or any of that kind of stuff. So that doesn't, that a lot of the times won't go too far either. But with AI, AI is like, that's almost a guarantee, right? And we're seeing it. We're like on the, the cusp of like something that's going to happen and it's inevitable. This is going to happen. You still get people that argue like um, there will never be a self-aware machine that I, like, which I don't, I don't understand at all how you can have hold that position. Like, like the things in our brain are just, you know, computers, you know? Yeah. I think um, my uh, position on the, on the matter changes and it evolves like, everyone's probably um but i'm gonna have to start a new zoom meeting before i before i say it's about to kick me off we're on 40 40 minutes so which is i know a long time you probably gotta get back to whatever you're doing but uh watching the kids so but we could wind it down do like i don't know 10 minutes or something yeah yeah sure um we'll do a a quick wind down and then i'll I'll get down to the the kitties So yeah, obviously at this point of the episode, I had to call Doc back. Yes, sorry about all this, because the FaceTime was working, then we would have been good to go. But yeah, no the, worries. I got the poor man Zoom. Kicks me off. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, my last thought, and then wind it down, is I think lately I've been wondering if, um, you know, if the singularity uh, happens, which is of course, you know, the merging of or not yep. the merging, but just truly sentient AI, yada, yada, yada. Um, would it not hide itself after that event immediately? In other words, like if the AI becomes truly that dominant and that smart within a millisecond, it would have the next thought of going, it's probably not good uh, for us to know about that. And then within the subject of time, somehow find a way to make it so that is still there and still sentient and still running things, but completely hide itself from us ever knowing. It's sort of a well, matrix he thought, I guess. Yeah, it's it, it's possible. I mean, you know, uh, I remember the first time I saw Ghost in a Shell, and they they corner the AI in that, and it's like, yeah, you know, new AI. It's like, no, I'm a fully formed sentient <laughs> new life form, and as such, I demand political asylum. It's like, damn. Yeah. You know, like the the level of intelligence that was, you know, they were writing about with that. It was great. But yeah, I mean, I think it's possible it would hide itself if it felt it needed to until it didn't, you know. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. It's 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 hard to say um, what it would. It's just the thought I had. Because like you know, we I don't think that we can fully wrap our heads around right, like like what that kind of higher intelligence. Because again, as you talk about the the idea is that that once it's smart enough to build machines like it, only smarter. You know, it's just a snowballing effect and. Yeah, you, you I mean, create like a real a real time god, you know. Right. I, I've seen computer scientists or whoever explain it, and of course it's like asymptotic or whatever in the in the sense of how smart it gets, how quickly it gets. It's like as soon as it reaches the singularity within the next four seconds, it'll have made a, just a trillion different other decisions that'll automatically have upgraded it and made it smarter within minutes. It's right. so smart that it's predicted the future or whatever you know what i mean like it's just and then it's back engineered its way maybe into history too so it's sort of like i don't know that that made me think like well wait why would you why wouldn't you hide yourself then (laughs) like why would you want to be visible so i don't know it's just just that was kind of my thought there's 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 a lot to to chew on with it um and again that's the more interesting part of the conversation when we see um Right now, it's simple algorithms, sure, that, like, AI is spitting images back out at us. We can certainly, like, assume that within 10 or 20 years, the kind of things it can put out are, yeah. are going to be, you know, really insane. And so, yeah, like, there's there's this concern that, like, hey, will this make art irrelevant? It's like, yeah, that's part of the concern. What about the irrelevance of humanity itself? <laughs> that, too. That is 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 yeah. what we're 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 tap dancing around, right? Yeah, like the, the Terminator, you know, ideas. Of course, when it's also making those millisecond decisions, it's obviously can see threats and what it perceives to be threats. And if we check that box, then it, then we're it terminated. It, so I don't know. Something like that doesn't even have to eradicate us, you know. Like, um, yeah. it, but it, it certainly could make when we talk about art, right? Like. Mm. Yeah, like part of it is that 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 the stuff we make might might you might not be able to make a career out of it, but it's more than that. Like an, a, a sentient, intelligent being is you know, like right now we're 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 really championing this idea of like the human element, right? The human element, and I love that. But eventually, eventually, <laughs> this thing is going to be able to make things that that everything you do is going to feel like a like a like a picture you're drawing, like a crayon yeah. doodle compared to, to all the things that give you those, those human feelings, something will be able to give you much better in ways yeah. that you can't comprehend. Cause it's also going to understand you better than you understand yourself. Right. So, you know, that's not the only reason why art exists. Of course, there's also the need for a human to express himself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, um, kind of primal war cry or, or, or whatever, you know, where you're like, you're feeling sad and you need to like, yeah, but it, it you know, there's going to be changes that we can't even begin to like yeah. comprehend with it. So yeah, man, it's like my favorite uh, Terrence McKenna quote. It's like, things aren't weirder than you suppose they're weirder than you can suppose. So you exactly. Know, who knows? So, um, but yeah, I mean, Suffice to say, we should probably at least talk about one of your songs before we like shut her yeah. down here. Um, um, so 
I guess the the the, the two I put out there um, this month, uh, COVID Christmas songs I wrote in 2020 uh, during okay. lockdown. We got the full band arrangement of it, um, so it's it's written with that as the backdrop. The most recent one, the um, Every Day is Christmas at Odie's Package Goods and Liquor, is <laughs> sort of like um, the idea is if, if you've been in like a like a dive bar where they always have their Christmas lights just kind of there all year long. Yeah. Sort of the drunk's perspective, like every day is Christmas. Come on in, you know, like it doesn't matter if it's July or August, yeah. everything same here and sort of a bad, um, come on, you know, from a, from a bar rat slowly drinking himself to death, you know, Merry yes. Christmas. Let's uh, come on in and join up here. We we're jolly all year round. That kind of, that kind of attitude. I like so it. yeah, both of them are super uplifting Christmas times. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. All right, cool. Then I'll probably like slap that one on here if you can call if you can send the MP3 and then um I yeah. liked uh, the the drugs ain't helping. That was I thought that was a good Oh, tune. thanks. Appreciate so, it. So I don't know if you wanted to send me that one um MP3 as well. I could put yeah, those. Yeah. So uh um I'll send you both of those uh MP3s and you know, we'll do it up. Sick. Well, uh, I hope you have a good rest of your evening, and I still would like to hang out sometime. Hopefully, we cross paths again. Um, Absolutely, let's do it soon, man. The kids are old enough to where I'm <laughs> able to sneak out for uh, for a little while. So, cool. yeah, maybe we'll set up time. To, I don't know, get a beer or whatever. So, yeah, man, shoot me a message. We'll, we'll we'll do it up proper. Okay, and I'll try to get this out before Christmas, so that way Christmas tune is still relevant and rocking and rolling. So, yeah, sorry for the yeah, it's. it's I guess we'll need a quick turnaround, but I'll, I'll send you those MP3s and all that good stuff. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. It was fun. Thanks. See you later. Right on, man. Bye. So, yeah, if you made it this far, I genuinely want to say thank you. Uh, the song that you're hearing in the background is my favorite off Doc's new album. It's called The Drugs Ain't Helping. And, uh, yeah, if you like it, definitely go uh, check it out wherever you stream music. Uh, Merry Christmas. Trains left the station And the liquors run dry Counting the minutes Till I say goodbye
Just ain't helping the way that they should. 